Pacifica students are the learners most at risk of failing to achieve in New Zealand schools, according to national and international assessments. At primary school, they're bottom of the national standards, and despite big improvements, Pacifica secondary students still lag behind the national average for school leavers with Level 2 NCEA. But some schools are finding the recipe for Pacifica success. In this Radio New Zealand Insight, our Pacific Issues correspondent Karen Magnell visits schools in Auckland that are bucking their low decile status to raise Pacifica achievement. We are doing our inquiry for our alleyway, see what we can do, make it look better, and um, doing a model. This is Sylvia Park Primary School, serving a decile 2 community in East Auckland. Trinity, Clara, Alia, Destiny and their classmates are deeply involved in this term's inquiry project. How to get parents to use a nearby alleyway to drop off and collect their children instead of the more dangerous street outside the school. So what sort of skills do you have to have? Like, Do you do maths for this and reading and writing? Um, we have some, some writing because of our like, writing yeah, explanation of how, how we can use the alleyway. Like we go on like computers and we have to type out how is this going to cost and how much is this. More than half of Sylvia Park's 400 students are Pacifica, the largest group, is Tongan. A key ingredient for Pacifica achievement identified by the Education Review Authority is a curriculum that reflects and connects to the cultures of its students. The teacher, Oriana Hansel-Pune, says inquiry learning is part of that. It leans really well to what our Pacifica kids are interested in doing and and through their designs, they are able to show you know, themselves, their culture, their community, and what they've been doing. And that goes right through not just inquiry, but literacy and numeracy as well. Sylvia Park is one of the few low-decile primary schools in the country with Pacifica literacy and numeracy results which exceed the national standards average for all New Zealand students. The fundamental belief at Sylvia Park School is that we are, exist here to raise achievement and get great outcomes for kids because we know that great outcomes for kids comes with all those other lovely things around um, about who they are as people and in a community. The school's principal, Barbara Alalatoa, says there's no mystery to their success. Outcomes for children require three big things. One of them is quality teaching in every class every day. The other one is being evidence-based around all aspects of our practice. And the other one is having a learning partnership with your community. Barbara Alalatoa says an inquiry curriculum alongside teaching, reading, writing and maths the same way every day works particularly well for Pacifica children. People talk about a culturally appropriate curriculum and I was reading somewhere the other day how they, it was a maths thing and they were talking about using oh, stuff for making panakikis or something like that and that was sort of being the sort of culturally sort of responsive thing which is fine but actually the really powerful thing, actually being culturally responsive is about being very explicit about developing metacognitive skills in kids. Sylvia Park is also hot on data, combining relentless assessment of student progress with a custom-designed programme to share it with the children and their parents. So Motukaurua is a um, learning partnership with our community. Ariana Williams is the manager of Motukaurua, a more friendly way of discussing assessments. 
It's designed to avoid the problems of parent-teacher meetings with a half-full hall and Pacifica parents who felt too intimidated to ask questions. Basically it's just a process in where we meet with parents to discuss their children's assessment data. So um, it's just demystifying assessment data. And I explain to them um, how their child is doing in those assessments. And we set targets on things that parents think are manageable that they can do at home with their child. Many Pacifica children arrive at school with very low literacy and numeracy skills, or without even knowing how to use a pencil and paper. Every child is given a detailed assessment on entry at age five, then six months later, and again at years six, seven and eight. Ariana Williams says each time parents are given immediate and personalised information on their child's progress. Because I'm full-time, I can do it wherever, whenever parents want to do it, so it makes it more flexible for parents. I have had many meetings at parents' houses, at work on lunch breaks, things that just wouldn't happen if it was the old way of doing it. And the other part of it too is that we give them school-like activities um, to the parents so that they can go home and do the same activities that will support their child in those targets. So it's just sort of like reinforcing that child's learning, but in the home. Sylvia Park's approach to sharing information on students with their parents has been a revelation to one parent, Anamanu. She moved her children there from another school where they were always behind and which wouldn't allow her to see their assessments. And they didn't have any answers for me besides read more. We were going to the library, we were doing anything that, you could, that I could think would help them read. Uh, even got, they were selling these games that you could use on a computer, help them to read, did that. And yet every time they did the testing they were still behind and I couldn't, I didn't know what else I could do until I came here. And the answer was comprehension. Barbara Alalatoa says about 90% of Pacifica children are below national standards when they start school. The introduction of Mutukaroa at Sylvia Park in 2009 has turned that around. And by the end of their first year, 90% are at or above the national standards. By the time they leave in year eight, 95% of the Pacifica students score at the appropriate standard or above in reading and slightly less for writing and maths. Mutukaroa had been funded by the ASB Community Trust but has now been picked up by the Ministry of Education. It's spending $3.5 million to extend the program to more than 100 schools and kura over four years. One of the first to put her hand up to take part has been the principal at Mangari Central School, Maria Heron. I went along to the first meeting and thought, well, how could we not do it? It's not fully funded, but we, we must find the money. It's such a valuable program. And we do have higher than normal achievement levels for Pacifica, but they're not where they should be yet. And this is something that is proving... Um, very successful in raising those achievement levels. The first one is being a rugby player and the second one is probably being a doctor. I want to be a photographer. These Year 8 leaders at Mangari Central School have high aspirations as they look ahead to college. Be a nurse. I really want to be an author. Uh, I want to be a professional netball player. And you good? Not really. <laughs> <laughs>
Have you got a plan B if the netball thing doesn't come off? Um, yeah, uh, kids nurse. What do you think most people expect that Pacifica kids are going to end up doing? Working in a McDonald's. <laughs> Is that what you expect for yourselves? No. High achievers. To finish yeah. or to graduate high school and like go to university. Sure, people like we can do it. AO is Aurere College in South Auckland and Brandon von Dinklager is a recent graduate now studying to become a doctor. There are a lot of people who doubt our abilities and especially in the education um, field. There's a rumour that has been said that most Pacific Islanders will just become factory workers when they leave college or um, flight attendants. Um, and so um, we are trying to change that rumour and statistic because we are not all factory workers. We have the ability to achieve higher than what people are expecting from us and so that's what AIR is providing for us. Aurere is a decile two school with about 1,500 students, about half of them Pacifica. It's one of the low to mid decile colleges taking part in Auckland University's Starpath project to identify barriers and stepping stones to Pacifica and Māori students getting into degree courses at university. Starpath's director Liz McKinley says low expectations have led to Pacifica students being channeled into dead end courses that don't qualify them for tertiary study or even jobs. Most of our Pacifica students come in at what we call the lower levels, in other words, under what is expected uh, in terms of uh, particularly reading, writing and for mathematics actually. Uh, so what happens at that stage is somehow we get to start having labels put on our forehead, so to speak, where um, students are, are labelled as um, unable to achieve. Instead of it being a starting point and saying, well, what do we need to do to get the student to the UE level or, or something like that, it's really like they're no good. We put them into what might have been known previously as you know, lower level courses or cabbage courses. Starpath, like Mutukaroa, has been funded by the ASB Community Trust and its remedies are very similar. Tracking of data on student progress, three-way conferences with parents, students and teachers and academic mentoring. Aurere's associate principal, Lynn Van Etten, says they are using the better quality data to learn more about the needs of different Pacifica ethnic groups. They're also using it to target students who aren't doing as well as they should with reading and especially writing. We've increased the number of English periods at Year 9 for the Year 9 students. Also uh, conveyed to our teachers that Every teacher is a teacher of literacy, it's not just the English teachers. So every teacher is responsible for upskilling the students with their literacy. Year 9 students get double English and teachers offer after-hours tutorials in a range of subjects. Another significant change is from subject tutors to academic mentoring by one teacher over a student's five years at the school. Aurere's Deputy Principal Stuart Kelly says the system promotes a relentless focus on achievement. Previously where a tutor may do the role, attendance and check lateness, this time every single term, every student is interviewed purely on academic attainment and, and, and future obligations by their mentor. Aurere has also ditched subject reports. Instead, an academic mentoring summary has the student's intended career at the top 
and what NCEA credits, merit and excellence endorsements they need to get there. We've kind of worked back, encouraged the kids to find out their desired destination and work back and then plan the route. So they've, they've got a map rather than thinking, oh, am I heading in the right direction? Well, I won't know till I get there and if I do get there it'll be by accident. Aurere has also stopped sending home twice yearly school reports, meaning parents have to come to school to get them and meet with their child's academic mentor. Stuart Kelly says it's paying off with 86% attendance by parents at the last three-way academic conferences. Aurere's Pacifica students are now doing better in NCEA and UE than all Pacifica students across the country and closing on the national average. In terms of the data, we're tracking really, really well. But for me, almost on a bigger symbolically, it's 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 cool to be an academic citizen here. It's cool to be an achiever. Hey, what hormone regulates your growth response? We all know this one. What is it? Awesome. What's the name of this growth response? For the next five minutes, working in pairs, remembering all the things needed for excellence, I want you to write an excellence answer. This is the sound of a revolution in science achievement at the Decile One school with the biggest Pacifica role in the country. There are a lot of stereotypes out there that Pacific people can't achieve and I, we don't like that <laughs> and, um, and I want to, to be involved in that, um, changing that kind of stereotype. And so I decided, yeah, we need to do this here at our school. Fiona Toloa is the director of the Health Science Academy at Otahuhu College. The academy was opened three years ago with funding from the Pacifica Medical Association to get more Pacifica students into medicine and health careers. The first group of 23 have just graduated, with 16 students, or 70%, gaining UE and going into health science degrees at universities or tertiary institutions. Eight of them are aiming for med school, including Philane Pauli Taitafe, who says she'd never have made it without the academy. There was no one like Mr Law putting it out there how important it is to write to excellence level and practising. Like with other teachers, they're expecting you to do the work, but they're not actually pushing you towards that. Fellow graduate and aspiring doctor David Barreto agrees. They give us a lot of support, but the expectations are high. I think if we were in the Health Science Academy, if we have been taught Normally, taking science, I mean, our teachers wouldn't be as invested into our education as much. I think we have a goal. We want to get into the medical field. So I think that's a big driving factor. Their first graduates have outperformed the UE results for all New Zealand students in all deciles, let alone for Pacifica students. And 86% of the Academy's Year 12 students got Level 2 NCEA. Fiona Toloa says it's also given a huge boost to science at the college. Instead of geeky and nerdy, it's now cool. We used to only have single digits for students taking um, Level 3 or Form 7, uh, either chemistry, biology or physics, um, and now we have two classes of each of, each of those sciences at um, Level 3 at school, which is awesome. Fiona Toloa says high expectations, quality teaching, regular meetings with parents and keeping the students together as a class for their science subjects all contribute to their success. She and other teachers give up time before and after school, weekends and holidays to provide extra tutoring without pay. But she says the biggest factor is the outside funding by the Pacifica Medical Association, 
which pays for course materials so the students' lack of money isn't a barrier to them achieving. Usually textbooks are not issued to, to students at this school. Um, so if they get work set, it's usually photocopied and they take that one sheet or a few sheets home. With the academy, I thought, nah, I'm not going to have that. Um, so I purchased all the textbooks that the students um, need, including netbooks, which is like a mini laptop, and they use those resources in order to make sure that they're on top of their work mm, and do extra. Having a direct line to professionals in health careers is also a big advantage. If I need any resources, um, if I need people to come in and speak to the kids, which I do, um, I can just call call some people and then I'll have medical professionals coming into school to speak to the kids. Um, I get um, tertiary institutions coming in to speak to the kids, um, how to get into med school, how to get into dentistry, um, ensuring that students can see that, hey, they've, they've achieved that, oh, I can too. You know? And that's, that's what, um, what is needed. So just not just... The kids not only are learning the academics, the theories that you do in science, but they're also seeing how it can be applied and um, that it's actually a real career, like you can actually get here. <laughs> um, and that really works, not just for the students, for the parents as well when they come along. One of the graduates, Alisi Maasi, says the support from the Pacifica Medical Association, health professionals and teachers is a big motivator along with the potential to serve their communities. From all the support and everything that we got given in this Health Science Academy, we're actually able to achieve more. And imagine if there was academies for all sorts of like different career paths that would like fill up all those um, vacancies and those the, in the jobs that PIs think that are just for... Yeah, I should say that. <laughs> <laughs> Just for, um, just for like European educated students, yeah. If everyone was given a chance to be in an academy like ours, I reckon that um, there'll be more brown faces out there in jobs that we wouldn't even imagine brown faces would be appearing in. Otahuhu College is looking at expanding the academy model to the rest of the school. The principal, Neil Watson, says it does a good job of everything that's known to help Pacifica students to succeed. Fantastic. Excellent teachers, high expectations, good resources, good support from the family, a rigorous academic program, good links in with the community and with careers, well supported. It's what we need to do across the whole school. Fiona Toloa believes the Health Science Academy would be a good way to raise Pacifica achievement in other schools, but she says it would need outside funding because the school's science budget isn't enough. The thing that needs to be emphasised is that it's, it's, it was pretty much down to where I see these kids and what I can do to help them get there. And if you've got someone who has that drive and is consistent... Um, and has that energy to do that and not burn out, <laughs> then definitely um, you can take this model elsewhere, but you've got to have the right people. I like the fact that we'll let her talk um, someone any second. Robert, Letitia and Vina have all come through the Samoan bilingual unit at Clendon Park School. We get to be ourselves and speak our own language. And our writing and... Reading and maths are good, but we know 
when they're talking in Samoan to us. Clendon Park and Finlayson Park Primary are both decile one schools with Samoan bilingual units. The children are taught completely in Samoan for the first three years to strengthen their reading, writing and speaking in their first language. After that, half of the teaching is in English. By year seven and eight, those at Clendon Park are topping the school for reading and writing. One of the teachers there, Tasimuli Polo Lokeni, says several of those in her class who arrived three years ago speaking no English are now at national standards. I've taught three and four, so the current class that I've had, I've carried some of them, some of them right through to seven, year seven. And um, I can say I can see a real big difference from having limited English to what they are now. Yeah. Do you think they'd, they'd have had that success if they'd gone straight into a mainstream class? Oh, no way. Communication-wise, no. And that's because I started with the first language. Finlayson Park's principal, Shirley Mahi, says there's no tale of underachievement in their Samoan bilingual unit. By year seven and eight, the students are all at or above national standards for literacy and numeracy, despite having only two or three years of English. And Shirley Mahi says they do better than Samoan students in the mainstream classes. The parents has more value of the education, more involvement with the school, more eager to see success in their children. You know, one of the things is that there's very little transient from the Pacifica units, whereas the English medium part of our school has high transients. 57% in the English medium of our school. 7% in the Pacifica units. Clendon Park's principal, Sue Dawson, says requisites for Pacifica achievement are excellent teaching, having Pacifica teachers, valuing Pacific cultures and strong community support. You can achieve in a decile one to three school because we expect you to to achieve. Now, we all know exactly where our kids need to be at the end of, say, year one, year two, year three, right up to year eight. It's pushing, pushing and more pushing of those Pacifica kids to get them there. We don't say, oh, well, you know, they're, they're, they've got deficits in language or something. No, nah, we've got to close those gaps. They've got to be closed and you're the teacher and this is your job. The government has set targets to lift Pacifica achievement by 2017. But are the right things being done to get there? Shirley Mahi is sceptical. They've plucked these targets out of the air and they don't even know what they're talking about. They wouldn't have a clue as to how to get their children, our children, up to 85%. Shirley Mahi says there need to be resources to achieve those targets and she hasn't seen them. A Clinton Park teacher, Tasimuli Pololokeni, says they need teaching materials. We lack the funding to be able to get resources. I'm talking about teacher aiding teacher aides to be able to make up the resources for us, um, books, readers that we need translated. Um, we need release time to be able to do that stuff. We don't get that time. Her principal, Sue Dawson, says Pacifica bilingual teachers should be recognised for all that extra work. She'd like a pay increment similar to those for Māori immersion teachers and extra staffing to bring their teacher-student ratios down closer to those in Māori bilingual units. And she says the underlying problem is that bilingual education in primary schools is ignored in the Pacifica education plan. There's nothing, there's no acknowledgement, there's no real support. There are people within the ministry's ranks and who don't 
believe in it, which is disappointing, really. The Minister of Education, Hekia Parata, says the pay and staffing for Kura Kaupapa is because Māori is the language of New Zealand and comparisons aren't appropriate. The government's focus for Pacifica bilingual education is on early childhood to make sure literacy is well-founded before going on to school. Ms Parata says it's up to Pacifica communities if they want bilingual education in schools. There's no stopping that now. Boards can decide that that's where they want to put their emphasis, in which case they have to redirect their resources to do so. Other principals also think the Ministry of Education will need to do more to help schools reach the government's achievement targets. Neil Watson of Otahuhu College wants incentives for teachers in the schools that need it most. Improving the quality and maintaining the great teachers in DSL 1 and 2 schools would be make a huge difference. And for that to happen, um, the government's got to get serious. They've got to pay teachers in low DSL schools more than they're currently getting. Māngari Central School's principal Maria Heron agrees and says the ministry also needs to do better at sharing examples of what's working to lift Pacifica achievement. At the moment, it's left to schools to figure out or rely on word of mouth. Well, we do have schools that are successful models, so perhaps they should be used more in that way to help lift the achievement of Māori and Pacifica in schools where it's lower. But Hekia Parata says the Ministry of Education is getting better at working with Pacifica communities to raise achievement. She says it's working with the Ministry of Pacific Island Affairs to get more Pacifica achieving NCEA. The projects that we ran in 2013 have demonstrated that it is possible to get the very lift that we got, which was 7%, um, which was outstanding for Pacifica. Hekia Parata says the solution to raising Pacifica achievement in low decile schools is quality teaching for all students. She says the government's spending $359 million to raise the quality of teaching to lift achievement. We provided um, last year scholarships to attract more Pacifica into teaching. Um, we provide um, resource through the schools to, for the schools themselves to decide on um, how they're going to support the greatest need in their schools. And so that's where we're going to keep putting our focus. Teachers, students and parents alike will be waiting to see the details of the government's plan to pay expert teachers and to see what it will do to help raise Pacifica achievement. I'm Karen Mangnall and that's Insight for this week. If you would like to contact us, you can send an email to insight at radionz.co.nz or send us a tweet at Radio New Zealand underscore insight. I wrote and presented that program. It was produced by Philip Atolli with technical production by Chris Keogh.